Hello, hello. Welcome to the Yoga Scoop. Here we are. Here we are. Another week, another topic. What are we going to talk about today, boss? Well, we were just throwing back and forth some possibilities, um, and I think we settled on um, giving our take on the current um, Me Too moment in the Ashtanga world, Ashtanga community. Could you uh, give a synopsis of this moment for those who might not know? Sure. I think, uh, I'm not exactly sure when all this went down, but no more than a month ago, I think. Um, uh, Did something the, happen before Mary's article? Well, was Mary's article like. Um, I'm actually not sure. What what the, that was the first thing what the that. first thing was yeah so well basically there have been um, there there's a video on YouTube of a collection of um, Patabi Joys who is the the person who sort of founded and taught Ashtanga for sixty or seventy years and um, died in two thousand nine and passed things on to his grandson anyway this video of um, of him in the old shala, which was basically his basement, um, teaching students, and it's sort of cut together at, uh, lots of shots of him doing sort of questionable adjustments. It's not flattering. No, it's not flattering. Some of them are really aggressive. Most of them are just kind of invasive and... Inappropriate. Inappropriate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been around for at least a couple of years, and it would, in the Ashtanga Facebook groups that I'm in every once in a while, someone would post that, and then a discussion would ensue. Um, but that was about it. And then, um, I think, just within the last month, it's sort of broken open um, students, uh, female students from probably the 80s and 90s, coming forward and saying that they were inappropriately touched during um, practice with him. So the first and some say not. And many say not, yes, and many say not. So the first thing that we saw was there was an article from Mary Taylor, who is Richard Freeman's um, wife and the co-author of the, their latest book, saying that she had witnessed this when she had practiced there in the 80s and 90s. It was never done to her, but she had witnessed it. And kind of her process about what she thought about that and and her regret about not saying anything more about it or doing anything and maybe some explanations about what might have been happening there, you know. Um, and then there was another article by a woman named Karen. I think her last name now is Rain. Um, she is in a couple of the iconic um, old videos of uh, first and second series in shot in Los Angeles in the early 90s and she is she says she personally was inappropriately touched I believe she says sexually assaulted is the word is the term that she uses uh, daily when she would practice with Patavi Joyce um, in Mysore and she kind of takes Mary to task for um, being an apologist for him and uh, not taking him to task enough about it. And then, then uh, Kino published an article last week sometime that was probably the most in-depth one that I've seen with 
Um, and the, the basic uh, summary of it was that she was shocked. She had never, ever, ever seen that or um, had that experience in practicing with him. She both she basically has a lot of cognitive dis dissonance because she really loved him as a teacher and respected him and found him to be pure of heart and mind. But she also completely believes the women who say these things, and so she's trying to figure out how to put those two things together. Um, so, um, is that it? Did I miss anything? No, yeah, that's correct. Okay, so what are your thoughts so far? Um... Well, so far, uh, in many ways, there have been like um, sort of uh, one one really strong reaction. What Karen Karen's reaction was very strong, um, and Mary's was was moderate, I thought, uh, and Kino's was moderate and kind of in between, swung in between. Um, so I. I feel like even within those three, there's been a good spectrum of the way that people are processing um, this. And I guess um, I've kind of fall, like if you've watched the videos, they're uncomfortable to watch. And it's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty plain. It's pretty plain. And it's pretty easy to say, yeah, that's, that shouldn't happen, um, even by someone who is, uh, uh, especially by someone who's a spiritual teacher or uh, carries a name like Guruji. Um, uh, but at the same time, I, I feel like I have, even though I practice Ashtanga Yoga, I, I find myself not being... Um, angry at Ashtanga about it, or um, feeling like uh, betrayed by Ashtanga about it, and that's that's part of most of what I'm thinking about. Um, again, I I believe the people, um, the women who say that they were assaulted and inappropriately touched. Um, I think that the student-teacher relationship is really volatile, very vulnerable, and um, easily manipulated, um, and I, but I find it really interesting that that I'm not having a anti Ashtanga reaction about it. Maybe mm -hmm. that's because we we never really practiced with Guruji, um, but I don't think so. I don't know. What do you think about? That? Yeah, I, I, I'm I feeling honestly. I'm feeling like <laughs> like I. Sh I should be having should be more devastated. Kind of reaction. Yeah, I should be more devastated about this, especially because I'm a woman. I should be um, more outraged about it. But uh, yeah, my I'm my trouble with that. my um, my effect affectation about it. My the impact of it for me is. Um, is about those people and those situations rather than about the system right. or the structure. Yes, I'm like um, I'm sad about it. But I just I talked to someone earlier today who is having the systemic reaction and feeling like like how can he do this practice that was taught by this person who did these things 
and the whole thing is soured now. And, um, you know, should um, all of the shallows around the world that have pictures of Patabi Joy's hanging up, should all of those pictures be taken down, etc.? What's the right thing to do? And um, so he's not really sure where that's happening, but he's what's going to happen with that, but he's feeling raw about it. Um, but I'm not really feeling that kind of disillusionment. And maybe, I wonder if the difference, part of the difference maybe could be being a teacher. This person was not um, a teacher. Because I have, just being a teacher, I have known all along that the the morality and the responsibility is solely on me in the moment all the time um, and doesn't really have anything to do with what Sherat does or what Matthew Sweeney does or what anybody else does. It's all on me. Right. And, um, and then there's also the kind of how you relate to the system, I think, um, we have I guess we tend to not be the kind of people who take the, the who identify with who it. identify with the lineage or um, or yeah. its personalities. Or its personalities. Yeah. So um, uh, I don't know what what this will do um, in the long run, if anything. Uh, I certainly. You know, because it, you could compare it to like the Bikram scandal. Mm -hmm. In some ways, you could compare it to the Bikram scandal. Um, and so I wonder, why am I not having such a... Um, sorry, we're going back to me. <laughs> why, no, am I, why am I not having such a like distaste about it? Um, and I, there, are, there are definitely uh, different levels of um, abuse that that have been reported in those two situations and um, somehow money is really tangled up in one for me and that adds another level of uh, distaste about it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. I wonder why I'm not having such a strong like <laughs> Patabi Joyce. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me it's, we it's weird in, this, in, that, in that my intimacy with this um, system somehow for us uh, it's really separate from the yeah lineage holders it's like I've already um, it's like I've already been around it and inside of it so much and taken it apart and deconstructed it and put it back and put it back together for myself and for lots of other people that the the personality component um, is, is not really that important to me. Um, there's the certainly. I feel like there's there's just a tragic component to it to see yeah. to see the um, I don't know weakness of someone like Patabi Joyce to whatever happened there. Obviously, he failed himself, and so part of the story that Mary tells is that that this hap this would go around and around, that he would fall into these habits of making inappropriate adjustments, and then his students would confront him, and then he would stop, and then he would eventually start up again. 
and then they would confront him again, and then he would stop, and then eventually it would start up again. And in retrospect, it's weird because I remember talking about this offhandedly in Bali with Matthew and him, him saying that he had heard, or no, maybe he even saw that Patabi Joyce had made inappropriate adjustments to women. But it wasn't, it wasn't like an overall scandal sort of thing. It was just like this had happened one time and he disapproved of it and, and whatever. But this recurring um, element of it is really disturbing. And that culturally that's not, not Indian culture, but just uh, more a dynamic between men and women that, that seems to get played out an awful lot. And you hope that um, somehow a spiritual leader has a different set of, this reminds me of two things, by the way, uh, has a different set of standards, but then you, you realize that people are people. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about that this weekend at the summit about whether or not yoga teachers are held to a higher set of morals or a higher are they style. and should they be and should they be oh true true so it kind of reminds me of that that uh yeah they oftentimes are and should they be i don't know because um on some level they are people and you don't have to be a yogi necessarily to be working on being more ethical or more moral that takes yeah, a lot of not. different a lot of different forms. It sort of almost makes you like a little bit of an elitist, I think, when you, like, we're, I'm a yogi, so I have higher ethics than everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that I was thinking of was something that, that has uh, come up for us recently around the shala um, and dealing with new teachers is um, continuing to remind people about their ethical obligations as teachers and and so that I'm now I'm like saying the other side of it somehow mm -hmm. you know but I, I guess uh, that there's an inherent power structure when you're the teacher and, mm -hmm. and the way the yoga culture is there are a lot of women who practice yoga right now and and um, so you have to be or you should be very careful about um, the way that you present yourself as a teacher. Um, so, and I don't actually think that I'm saying because you're a yoga teacher, you have, you have to have these other ethics, but... Um, no, I think, I think what we keep coming back to is the reason... It, it is kind of true because you're a yoga teacher because there is an inherent power differential in that relationship that isn't particularly... Uh, there's both an inherent power differential in that relationship and um, it sort of gets, and the teacher person gets revered in a way that wouldn't be the case in other situations like that. Um, like I, uh, like uh, there's there's an intimacy intimacy there, but also an assumption that the yoga teacher, you know, knows better and is more spiritually awakened or something in the way that would not be assumed about. A massage therapist and their client, even though there's sort of an intimacy there. Do you know what I mean? There's like um, a there's like a an intimacy, but the the differential isn't necessarily there in the latter. I think the it's there, but I don't know that it's as great. I think somehow attaching the word yoga teacher to it mm -hmm. um, 
gives it some. But I, I do still feel like clients uh, put a lot into a massage therapist or a bodywork professional. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I think so, for sure. For sure. You and would then, know more about, the, about that than I. Well, and I think there's a... Uh, that, that kind of leads me to another thing about just understanding your scope of practice. And um, I don't perceive myself to be a, uh, a therapy professional. <laughs> a, a psychotherapy or counseling professional? Yeah, a counseling professional. When I'm in the role of a yoga teacher, when I'm in the role of a body worker. And that doesn't mean that that people don't tell you things, and that doesn't mean that um, you know the work that you do doesn't invoke uh, uh, certain feelings or mm -hmm. emotions or things. But also, I feel like um, you just have to be careful about the way that you handle those situations. I kind of feel like in all situations, it's a matter of professionalism more so than ethics or you know. Uh, okay. Do, yeah. So can you say more about that? Um, I think it, in any profession, there's a, a that you have a set of boundaries and uh, the client has, and this is something else I've been working on, is calling people clients, mm -hmm. which feels really more sterile, mm -hmm. but also um, kind of take, takes away a little bit of that power structure mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. it. Um, so... What was I saying? Oh, about, like, you have personal boundaries and the client has personal boundaries and just respecting that everybody has personal boundaries in whatever situation we're in. And sometimes those those things get a little bit mushed together or softened or, you know, somebody asks advice. And sometimes you're very um, passionate about something and maybe you give advice but I think even when you do that you have to be very careful about like this is just my personal opinion and yeah. this is what's happened to me but it's like you always have to respect your own boundaries and the client's boundaries and it it seems like in a lot of the cases the the client or the person who ends up in the lower end of the power power dynamic is having their boundaries um interfered or, mm -hmm. you know, pushed, and, and that is what's inappropriate about it. Mm, I see, yeah. I think the professionalism thing is a good point as well, because there is the yoga teacher um, element is a job, but it's sort of seen as like an extension of who you are as a person. You know, you're a yogi and you teach this stuff as well, and that to me seems feels somehow different than if you are a loan officer it's not really like an extension of you know your purpose on earth or something necessarily oh, it's see. like a role yeah. that you play yeah. and you have rules to follow while you're in that role from nine to five and everybody knows this is a role that is that is uh, bounded by certain rules and regulations both people on both sides of the, of the desk understand that but the yoga teacher role is much more casual than that and sometimes often doesn't feel like a job in the same oh, way. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's kind of harder to see it as professionalism. because For both parties, for both right, parties, right, right, right. Because it's right, an extension right. of your own passion. Because, right. 
you're down, not in the world. Right. And there you go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> here so, we go. Here we go. So, uh, um, you just, but the more that that that, um, that that element comes in, which is to say the more that that um, image is laid upon you by students and culture in general, etc., the more you have to be the one to work. Re-establish the boundary. Exactly, exactly. Re-establish the boundary. Exactly, to re-establish the boundary. Yeah, it's yours. Like I said at, at the beginning, I have... I think I've known from the beginning that it is my responsibility and known, and therefore, because it's my responsibility, then um, then I know that I have to figure out a way to do it that I know will work for me, um, at the, while at the same time being the the specific person who shows what that this generally is a profession bounded by, you know, behaving in whatever particular ways. Now, the last thing I would say about the Ashtanga element, about not feeling, you know, less than devastated about Ashtanga as a system or that it that it itself is corrupted by this somehow, is, um, maybe I, we implied this earlier, but just that our my relationship with it, I think our relationship with it is so much about just mining it for what is useful at any given time. Sometimes that's sort of teaching someone the system as it's written. Oftentimes it's taking um, bits and pieces or modifying things or whatever. It's a tool. Like we really exactly. see it as a tool. A very good, incredibly useful, well-organized tool. Exactly. That just like every other tool a has life A life-changing tool. And the tool itself is neutral. And the it is the, the use... That and the users, the use and the users, that um, makes it go one way or the other. So I hope that other people that are practicing Ashtanga are finding that same thing. But like I said, I know that some of them um, are not. I also wonder. We haven't really heard from many of the other old guard, old students. Um, yeah, who are in those pictures around the shalas around the world with their arm around uh, Patabi Joyce so and probably getting a lot of questions about it um, and I think this is just a reflection of a microcosm of the macrocosm of culture trying to figure out can you still can someone still contribute something of value and also do these things and do you have to throw out the whole thing or can you appreciate one element of them and compartmentalize and despise the other I don't think we really have a good answer to that, and probably it's on a case by case. Yeah, it's going to take a while to figure it out. Yeah. Well, that was sort of solemn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Had to happen sometimes. Probably better than solemn than jovial talking about this subject. Yeah. Um, so if you have thoughts about that, um, you can email us uh, or. Contact comments. us. We've got on, some, had some good comments on the, um, yes. on the blog. Lately. Yes, we have. The blog, the podcast. <laughs> the kids are doing podcasts these days. Yes. It's it's just great to get to make this a conversation and to get um, interaction. You know, that would be something we could do in the future is um, for a podcast, go back over some of the topics quickly and then share some of the comments. Oh, yeah, that's a that good idea. We've given, uh, that we've received um, about them. We also have 
uh, one or two more topics that have been suggested um, that we'll be cooking up in a week or so. If you have um, other suggestions, please send them over. Could be timely, like this Me Too thing, or could be something general. Could be technical or not. Whatever. Yeah. Um, if you um, like this podcast and like what we're doing, please share it around social media. Um, you can also uh, support it directly at uh, patreon.com backslash the yoga scoop. You can, like, for example, you can um, pledge $1 per episode or something like that. Uh, so we'll see you out there sometime. Bye. Bye.